Welcome back, guys, to episode 49 of the Post 20 Podcast, brought to you by yours truly and my amazing co-host, Evan, um, back with your Premier League recap from last week. We're just going to go diving right into it. Um, congrats on a huge result with the Arsenal win over Man United. Yeah, that was fucking sick, right? I mean, it was actually not sick. It was a pretty bad game, pretty ugly. Yeah, you were you said you were talking to your Irish buddy who's a United supporter, and he, he had a feeling Aubameyang would do something, and he what do you know, nothing. it was a nice little penalty. I mean, he scored the pen, but like he was pretty much invisible. I'd say the game was won in the midfield. Party won the game. Party and Al Nenny. Yep, the new signing, big, big signing, deadline day. Yeah, it was fucking sick. Now, moving, what do you think next week with them playing Villa in the late game on uh, Sunday? I think we should be able to do them again. I mean, they're coming off. They they just won today at Mold, um, which is surpri- unsurprisingly where fucking uh, Ollie came from in the first place. That's where he was managing before yeah. he was United's manager. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're riding high off the, off the United win and then off a Europa League win midweek. I think they should be able to carry that over. Uh, Villa have looked to be a little weaker than they were in the preceding weeks, um, in the past two weeks. So I, I think I think we should be okay. We'll we'll see. Depends on the on the uh, strength of the squad. Truly, you never know who Arteta is going to put on the pitch. Yeah, Villa won in their last three. Mm-hmm. Um, you never really know. Ali Watkins is still finding his form. Uh, Jack Grealish always a very dangerous player. I believe he's the most fouled player in the league. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I would say Arsenal can clean this up. Uh, it's at home. So if that means anything nowadays, which nobody really talks about anymore, but I would I would lean more towards Arsenal. Um, yeah. That was my only pick last week that I got right. My other result that I picked was the West Brom. I had West Brom winning over Fulham, and the opposite happened with Fulham getting their first win in the league, surprisingly. Yeah, I I just the Premier League has been so fucking good this year. Like I've been I've been enjoying it so much more than I. I mean I I always enjoy it, but it's been so good. Mm-hmm. I've really really enjoyed every game that I've watched. Yeah, your top four right now is goes as as Liverpool one, Leicester City two, Tottenham three, and Everton four. Uh, right outside of the top four is Southampton on in fifth. With Wolves on six with a goal differential of zero. They have scored eight and given up eight. Very low for them. They started out hot and have very cooled down with that Portuguese magic kind of fading away. Yeah. Uh, Closing out the top ten, you have Chelsea, Villa, Arsenal, and Man City moving up to the top half of the table for the first time this season, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle, Leeds, Palace, West Ham. Man United, only four points above the relegation zone. Unreal. Uh, Brighton, Fulham, like we said with their first win, gets them out of the relegation zone, right on the edge. And West Brom, Sheffield United, and Burnley close out the bottom. Um, yeah, your most shocking thing about that would be the Man- Manchester clubs down there. Um, still early days, so nothing really to stress. We're almost at that December time where things heat up a little bit i actually we we were saying a week or two ago about uh Sol- solshire being 
sacked potentially. And after that Champions League loss yesterday, there were talks. Some reporters were asking questions. I know. I I mean, I saw today that um, that United the the board said that they're going to keep Ollie. That he's their choice moving forward. Do you think they say that because they they actually believe in him, or do you think it's because they can't find anybody? I think it's because they're fucked on money and they can't pay. Yes, that's also true. That that's a hundred percent what it is. They're in a, they're in dire financial straits right now. Because their their best move would be find huh. somebody new in. Well, yeah, of course. I've seen a little little links here and there, and he said he's always willing to be. He always loves being around the game, and yeah, of course, of course he does. Um, but yeah, their best move would be in house, like how Ali came to sides, but Michael Carrick and there's not really yeah. anybody else. I don't know. Those guys aren't ready, you know. Nah. Like G- Giggsy can't do it. I mean, he he was the interim manager when in between. It, I who s- was that? I thought he was managing the Welsh national team. No, 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 that's the thing. He is, but but I mean, if United came calling, that the money is is better. So of course, if they, if they wanted him, I'm sure they could take him. And that's the thing. I mean, who else do they want an English coach? Because they have a lot of English players. Do they want somebody like Gareth, Gareth Southgate, mm-hmm. or do they want to go knocking for maybe somebody that's older? Yeah. Uh, uh, truthfully, I think they'd be better off with Roy Hodgson than they would with fucking Ollie. He's shit. He's horrible. Yeah. He's a bad manager. He's not getting the results they need. They have a young side, a decent side, to be honest. And and they can't get it done. I mean, fifteenth for for United team like this, it's not it's inexcusable. Yeah, their their squad's worth more than the the other nine teams in that side combined. I would say. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. I mean, you have Pogba getting fucking run around by Mohamed El Neni. It's just inexcusable. If if you can't get your stars to play together and correctly, then you have to go. Unfortunately, I mean, I know Ollie's a young manager. He hasn't really been around the the managerial side of the game for long, but he, he's just not the one. Yeah, I would say maybe another thing is the players don't fully understand each other and trust each other. Because I was just at training last night with my U eight U nine boys, and where I'm trying to break a barrier where they start passing more and trust each other and the main problem is they don't trust each other like of course the better players try to do everything themselves and they when they're playing a forward position they're coming back on defense and then they do try to do everything it's like no no no, you gotta let them do their job and you do your job yeah it might be a little little case of that too i i think you see that even in the relationship with um Fernandez and and Pogba, they they have to jam them into the same side formation wise because they want them to play together, but they have no synergy. They they don't work off each other well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like the defensive midfield links up with the attack, and when when you have those breaks in the chain, that's when your team falls apart. And and United, truthfully, uh, the the issues start with their defense, of course, but it's just poor. They've been poor. Yeah, that's one thing Chelsea is blessed to have. They have a good, solid base with N'Golo Conte as that holding rock in the middle, and it gives yeah. them more more freedom to guys like Ziyech and Jorginho and those guys to push forward a little bit more because they know he's right there ready to win the ball back and get it back to the playmakers. Yeah, and, and quick, let's let's talk about Chelsea because they haven't let up a goal in six. They haven't let up a goal in six fixtures. Um 
including their Champions League and Premier League uh, fixtures in the past, I don't know what's been, three weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, Mendy solved their defensive issues, I think. Yeah, I th- there's... I think they there... needed a, a keeper that the 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 back line could trust. When you, ha- when you know you have another line of defense behind you, I think you can play with more confidence, and they seem to be doing that. Yeah, he was handpicked by Petr Cech, fully backed yeah. by him, which is always great to have a, a world-class goalkeeper in your in your technical staff looking out and scouting. Still, he, I, I think there should be a betting odds on whether he plays a match or not this season. Yeah. Because he's on the Champions League roster, and he, who knows? That would be awesome to see. He puts the helmet on. That would be a great moment. Yeah. It would be awesome. That would be sick. I'm hoping, actually, at yeah. some point we do. But I'm um, looking forward to this weekend. Um, hitting on that, uh, I guess let's start with Friday's games tomorrow. The the not as some lower profile games. You have Brighton versus Burnley. Like we said earlier, Brighton and Burnley are in the bottom five. Um, Brighton still haven't picked up from where they started the season in those matches against Chelsea and um, other top clubs. Burnley, not the same team from two years ago that finished in the top 10. Um, they just have no synergy. Jay Rodriguez and Chris Wood and, and Barnes can't find enough chances, and their defense is shaky. Um, Nick Pope is looking a fraud. Last season they had 16 clean sheets. This season they've already given up 12. Um, yeah. Don't really know where to lean here. I don't really know either. I guess I would have to go with... I don't even know. If it helps, the betting odds have Brighton as decent favorites, minus 115. I, I, I guess Brighton. Yeah, usually, usually in these like games... Better side. Yeah, I would say so. Lamptey is looking good at right wing back. They they play with those wing backs, which give them a lot more chances. And actually, last weekend, their star striker, Neil Mupe, was there was an article that came out that said he was left out of the side because his ego was too inflated. Yeah, I've... He's, that's how those French bastards are, though. They get like that. They truly do. That's how they play. That's, that's their. Look at Pogba and look at fucking like Mbappe has a huge ego, and they all he he already thinks he's the best fucking striker of all time. Mbappe. Yeah. Well, I mean, to his credit, he's won a World Cup, so he can take the fucking World Cup. I mean, he's playing in a farmers league. Yeah, we'll never know until he makes a move. So maybe you're right. He, he probably won't. You really he'll think he'll play his whole forever. career at PSG? Yeah, well what what else is he gonna do? Move to fucking Madrid and then play other farmers? I don't think Maybe. he'll I don't think he'll win a Champions League there. Where at PSG? No. I think I that think he's gonna win a Champions League at a lot of clubs. You never know. It's just you just have to find that right system. But yeah, I would, that that Madrid team is fucking horrendous. They need a face facelift big time. Yeah, they do. But I, I I would lean towards a draw here. I would put it yeah. on a draw. I don't know. It's just very hard to pick, and a draw is not any easier. But very low-scoring teams. Um, actually, no, Brighton have scored 11, while Burnley have only scored three. So when the hell did they score that yeah. many goals? They've been consistently scoring in games. So I don't know. I, I would go with a draw, maybe a 0-0-1-1. 
the second game on the sheet for Friday tomorrow, we have Southampton hosting Newcastle. Um, Southampton coming off big news. Their star striker, Danny Ings, going into knee surgery, will be out for at least two months. Yep. Um, very bad. So now they have to lean on Che Adams, who has been playing decently in the support role, now goes into the lead role. Um, I'm sure Shane Long will come in, a very speedy speedy Irishman up top. Yeah, I I guess if I had to pick a winner here, like just off the top of my head, I'm actually going to go with Newcastle. Yeah, I would agree. I think... Um... Newcastle is a dangerous favorite or a dangerous underdog here. Plus 300. Yeah, that's very Do they nice. know something we don't know? I, I think know. Newcastle looked okay last week beating Everton. Yeah, that I don't was a nice if, one. I, I was solid. I mean, the, the whole team looks solid. I don't know if the books think that they're going to come back down to earth or what, but I don't think Southampton are that good. I mean, they're playing solid, but without Ings, without somebody to, you know, up there tapping shit in. I don't know if they're going to be scoring as many goals as they have been. Uh, my advice would be to take Newcastle, I think. Yeah, I would lean on Newcastle and also for them to score at least two goals in this game. Um, you have St. Maximin on the left going up against Kyle Walker-Peters as right back, very young fullback in experience. He's been getting ripped up by a lot of wingers. Uh, I would think St. Will, will cook him and roast him up for a nice little turkey dinner. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I would go to Newcastle here as well. Yeah. All right, so that's Friday. We move into Saturday with a 7.30 kickoff, Eastern Standard Time, Everton hosting Manchester United. Um, we always say it every every week, is this the week Man United wins? What do we think? Honestly, no. <laughs> you think I really the, don't. You think the turmoil continues? I kind of do. I, I Like, my, my better judgment is saying United win, but I think this is the week that Everton come back to, you know, form. Uh, Richarlison is back, right? Is he back I, this week? I believe he is. Okay, me, so if Richarlison is back, certainly yes. If he's not, I would no, still he's, probably... No, he's still suspended. Oh, okay. He's suspended well, for this week, too. All right, so as long as Hamas should be playing, I think his testicle injury is fixed. Um. Hopefully, hope. Hopefully, he's he is seventy five percent chance he's got some sort of muscle injury right now. Yeah, it's his, it's his testicle. <laughs> that's that's what Carlos said last week. Um. So without Richarlison, I I lean a little bit further towards the United side. Um. But honestly, I I might just double chance it and say Everton or draw here. Yeah. The D, uh, the DCL train has slowed down very for sure. much. Without Hamez, I think, and without Richarlison, you. Without Hamez, you lose the service, obviously, and without Richarlison, you lose some of the uh, like the decoy stuff, and there's mm-hmm. no there's no ball um, being played between those two. So that's obviously you know, that's a big hit. Yeah, Ever- Richarlison is is huge to Everton. Yeah, Everton in their last two have only scored one. That goal coming up against Newcastle. Um, uh, I would, I would take that. I would stick my neck out here and say, Man United get the result. Yeah, uh, I think it's very close. It might be a two-one-one-nothing kind of. Like, I, I would weirdly say maybe a core off a corner, Harry Kane or, or Harry Kane, Harry Maguire or Wan Bissaka. Something, yeah. something weird's gonna happen. 
So I would I would lean towards Man United here. Yeah, I think that's fair. Is that what you would say or no? Yeah, I guess so. I uh, agree. Moving on, Crystal Palace leads. Leads getting absolutely shafted by Jamie Vardy and Leicester City crew. Yeah. Um, big eye opener for Leeds. Brings them back down to earth. Crystal Palace also losing 2 nothing to Wolves. Yeah, they don't look good right now. Crystal Palace, another team that's very shaky. You never know what you're going to get. Roy Hodgson still going on managing, even though he's like 90 years old. Um, uh, I, I would I would pick Leeds. I think that's the easy pick here. Um, yeah, I'm, Le- I'm going to go with Leeds too. Leeds at plus 140 right now um, as the away team is looking nice. Um, Patrick Bamford missed at least one or two easy chances against Leicester on Monday. Um, yeah, I think they bounce back. Bielsa's going to have something really cooked up, and they're just going to press Palace until they're done. Yeah. I don't... I just don't like... the. I, I don't like betting on Palace anymore. I mean, yeah. they've, they've kind of fucked me a couple times this year. Yeah, that that would be my equivalent to the the Atlanta Falcons. I can never Literally, bet on the Falcons. Literally, they're the Falcons. Yeah, they're, they burn me all the time, too. Um, and ironically, they both have birds in their logos. Facts. Fucking birds. All right. Uh, big game here. Chelsea Sheffield United, as you said, they're on they're on a six game clean sheet run. Um, we were saying before we started recording, I picked up Thiago Silva and Mendy and goal on my fantasy team, so that is a sign that Chelsea will give up a goal this week somehow. Um, but on the other hand, we will pump four in on Sheffield with Timo Werner picking up two in the Champions League. Unfortunately, Kai Havertz picked up the Rona. Uh, Pulisic also out with that hamstring injury. So having to make shift some things, Ziyech is looking good. He steps in with Mason Mount. And um, Tammy Abraham going to have to put in that work. So I don't. I would easily say Chelsea here. What about you, Ev? Yeah, I think it's Chelsea as well. I would. I would take them probably to score two or more goals. Just Chelsea, mm-hmm. and I would certainly hit the money line. I think this is a very easy win for them. Yeah. Sheffield do not look good. Looking at all the games and the betting odds, Chelsea is the heaviest favorite this week at minus two seventy. Uh, Sheffield is plus seven hundred. Uh, if you're a very spectacle kind of person uh, or skeptical, I would say bet on the Sheffield. There, just something weird might happen that just breaks Chelsea mentally. If it's an early goal and we overpress and they counter us, you never know. But yeah. I would say safe bet is Chelsea here. Yeah, I I would say so too. I wouldn't even if you're not going to bet on Chelsea, don't even touch the game. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the last game on Saturday, we have West Ham hosting Fulham. West Ham minus 125. Um, what did they do last week? How did they do last week? Who, West Ham? Yes, they they lost 2-1 to Liverpool. Uh, it was that game where Jota got the ball from Shakiri. Um, yes. Yeah, West Ham's looking decent. Um, pick the close game against Liverpool, picking up a point against Man City. And then prior to that, picking up a point against Spurs, doing very well against the bigger teams. Um, this is their first time playing a, a relegation zone team. 
So you would think they pump them. Um, I think West Ham do win this game. I think Fulham get back down to that relegation zone. Yeah, they, they're not going to win again this week. No way they get two in a row. I think West Ham win as well. I think it's an easy win. They're minus 118 on the money line. I think they're, they are 100% a team that you should throw into a parlay if you're doing some some PL juice this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Pablo Fornals is like fucking uh, amazing. Yes, he's looking good. He's unreal. I picked him up in fantasy this week because he's been going crazy the past two weeks. Yeah, he's got a goal. He had a goal against Liverpool, and then three weeks ago he scored a goal and an assist against Leicester. Um, Mikel Antonio out, unknown, so they're still going to have to go with Halair, the big, big, tall Frenchman up there. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I would say West Ham win this. Fulham just are looking like a relegation team this year. Yeah, All right, well, that's true. Uh, quickly through this one, Spurs West Brom. I think we Spurs easy here. West Brom just can't get anything together. Um, as long as Spurs get the first goal, I think they carry the game easy. Yeah, I do too. Spurs looked good um, today in their in their win, um, their Europa League win, mm-hmm. and I think they really have to just kind of focus on this anyway. On, on the Premier League, that's they seem to be really going for it this year. I think they easily beat West Brom. West Brom are, are, are shit. Yep, right now they have scored the most goals with 18, um, sitting in third, three wins in their last five, undefeated in their last five. Um, so, yeah, easy West Brom. Uh, moving on, Leicester Wolves. Leicester, big win, as we said, against, um, against Leeds. Um, yeah uh wolves is i don't know wolves is iffy there's just so, they the way their manager uh suit what's his name who the wolves manager fi- oh nuno Espirito? yeah yeah well, the way nuno Espirito? nuno nuno doesn't change like he plays his style against whatever Same team shit. it is it's a three four three we're gonna we're gonna whip balls into jimenez or occasionally um ruben neves is gonna hit an absolute screamer from 30 out he's goaded with the fucking outside outside the box shots mm-hmm. he's he the king the he's yeah the he king. really is yeah i would say lester here barnes is looking good vardy's looking good you said earlier Tillemans does well in the middle pratt they have a lot of good options um lester easy pick here yeah um, me too. I, I, I just, in good faith, I don't think I can bet on Wolves here. I think Leicester will win this mm-hmm. as well. Two nil. All right, the marquee matchup of the week: Man City versus Liverpool. This is uh, gonna be fucking nuts. I believe the last time they played each other was at the end of the previous season, where Man City absolutely tore them apart. Yep. It was a four nothing loss, or what, no? Was it worse than that? It was. Uh, it was four or five nothing. Yeah, it was. It was really convincing. Yeah, it, it completely exposed Liverpool, and now without Van Dijk, and on top of that, Fabinho, you have Sterling. Um, is Aguero's out again, right? So they've been playing Foden yeah. or or that new Fernand Torres. Yeah. Uh, always trouble with De Bruyne. Now that you have an inexperience, if they go with that Max Phillips again, 
You don't know how Sterling is going to take him. Um, on the other end, you have G- Diego Jota in good form, taking yep. that that Roberto Firmino role now. Um, I don't really know. You, you you like to say, I would like to say high scoring game. Me too. City are like a, they're minus one hundred six mm-hmm. on the money line. I would probably go Liverpool here. I mean, I know City need it more because Liverpool are top of the league. Yeah. But, dude, taking Liverpool, this Liverpool side at plus 250, just because they're missing Van Dyke. I mean... It's kind of begging you to take them. Yeah. I really think that it's good value. I think they could definitely, definitely beat them. Definitely beat City. Yeah, it's a complete toss-up. It all depends, obviously, on the the first couple minutes of the game who establishes the the tempo. Man City, if they get the ball, they'll just completely just possession, possession. Liverpool will be counterattack, blistering pace with Mane and Salah down the wings. Yeah. Yeah, I would go with Liverpool here. Me too. Okay. Last game, we already you already said Arsenal, oh, Villa. Yeah. You already said Arsenal. I would also go with Arsenal. Um, just Villa's kind of. This is the time where Villa's going to go through a rough patch. Collapse. They're going to yeah. go through a very big rough patch of matches. They play Arsenal. Uh, they get a nice res- nice fixture against Brighton and West Ham, and then they close out the four weeks against Newcastle. So I think they take another lump here against a big team, and then maybe they pick up a couple of results against the little teams. Yeah, I think that's probably true as well. Um, moving on, do you, do you want to touch on any of the NFL with your fantasy or anything like that? No, I mean, I've made some bad choices in the past couple of weeks. And yeah. I just have injury bugs and shit like that, like, like everybody else at this point of the season. I mean, COVID has fucked me. I literally picked up Matt Stafford because Dak like is obviously oh. hurt, and then Matt Stafford got COVID. So then I had to put Matt Stafford on my IR oh with Monster, and then this is like my big money league. And then I had to pick up Drew Locke. Oh my god! And then because I was starting Drew Locke, I was scared, so I traded away Derrick Henry for Deshaun Watson. Fucking Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds, and Zach Moss. Oh so my God. I obviously took some RB2s for an RB1, but I think that I need like the 45 points that Watson can put up. Right. More more than I need, like, what? Is Henry going to have two more 30 point games? Like, he really doesn't go off that much. It's very, it's quite rare. Every once in a while, he'll give you 60 points, but then he'll give you 12 the next week. Yeah, so. I think it's a good time to trade him now, short term, because they're playing the Bears, who are always a good run defense, and then they play the Colts. I mean, I still have Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, and I have Mostert on the IR. So if he comes back and stays healthy, I'm I'm fine for running backs, you know? Aaron Jones is a top five running back in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, but he's made a fucking glass just like Mostert. Yeah, that's how all the running backs are. Like, they'll have one good year of not being hurt, and then, like, they'll just break apart. Yeah, so that's fantasy is just going how it's going. This is kind of a toss up year. I'm I'm not letting it, I'm not letting it hurt my confidence as a, as a manager because it's just like, what can you do with the COVID shit, honestly? Yeah, it's very tough to navigate. 
it's made injuries even worse because players like Dak, who are, you know, for the past however many years, he's been fine. He hasn't had any injuries. I, I think having less training, less prep time has severely injured these players' fitness, and that's why so many are injured. I'm looking at this week's um, sheet for the NFL games on the spreads and stuff. The Cowboys are plus 14 against the Steelers with a, a an over at 41 and a half. That is insane. I know. They are so bad. It's nuts. Zeke is having a horrendous year and he's a top 4 pick in fantasy. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, it's bad. I I people were trying to trade for him at the beginning of the season. I don't really think he's that good without Dak. I think he's shit actually no their offense can't get anything go- they can't get the pass going so they just have to force it to him and they know it's coming yeah, but he's not even scoring fantasy points because he's just getting fucking they pot mm-hmm. yeah they, exactly they, they get negative yards on first down which forces them to have to throw yeah so that's unfortunate but you know it is what it is i guess i think one plus this weekend is the eagles at a bye so we don't have any disappointment there yeah, that's um, true. They're gonna have a ba- they're gonna have to play. <laughs> they're gonna have to play the Packers when they come back. Or no, no, no. Sorry, no. They play the Giants first. They play the Giants and then the Packers. Still, gonna be ugly. I think they win that Giants game. I think they lock up the the division. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Um, touching on college football real quick before we make closing remarks, I guess. Yeah. Um, Ohio State. 2-0, big win against Penn State. Um, now they come up against Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers getting their first Big Ten win. I think we already talked about that. They beat Michigan State. First win in three years. In the big t- First Big Ten win in three years. Because uh, I saw in the local, I saw in the press, like it was like New Jersey football fans go crazy over Rutgers' Big Ten win. I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ohio State is hosting Rutgers. It's going to be an absolute blowout. It's just not even close. Um, let me look at the line, if I can find it. It's not even up here, probably, it's because it's probably fucking insane. Um, let me look. Where is it? Ohio State. Ohio State football spread. What is it? Uh, that's a 46 what the hell yeah this one guy has Rutgers plus 38 like it's it's a fucking joke it's gonna be a scrimmage game yeah i have such a tough time watching college football although i did be watching those mac games last night and that was fucking fun yeah those are always crazy because it's action it's a bunch of people you don't know and it's like holy shit that guy's insane you you get some absolute highlight reels going freak athletes you know um i think just closing out on college football i think this the big matchup obviously is clemson playing notre dame both undefeated no trevor lawrence um is this the week that clemson lose a regular season game i don't think they've lost a regular season game in like four years yeah um It'll be interesting because how hard does that put a dent in their their chances for a national championship? Because obviously top four make it to the playoffs. I honestly want them to win because I want that rematch with Ohio State because the refs handed them that game. 
Yeah. Just, I just can't get over that fumble call. It's just absolutely. Well, the, the, the guy took four four steps, four steps with the ball controlled, and then Okudo stripped him. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, yeah, um, I think Notre Dame's going to win, but I would like Clemson to win. So I'm not mad either way. Yeah, I I hear that. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on before we close out? No. Um, still waiting on election results. We'll we'll have some. I guess we'll have some news next time we record. We sh- I mean, I would hope that we know who the fucking next president is by then. I believe it'll be taken to the courts, and I think the rest of the month will be. It'll be un- it'll, it'll, Yeah, I think the next month will be undecided. I think we'll be going until December. Um, that's fucked. You never know. Um, probably true, but even if they want to do that, you, you they might. Um, Trump might still win Pennsylvania. Um, Arizona might turn. The main thing right now is if Arizona turns, then they won't. They won't follow through on those cases because if yeah. he wins Arizona, he holds Georgia, North Carolina. And closes on PA, then he'll be at two two seventy three or something, and he'll win. So he won't yeah. have to look into Michigan and Wisconsin and Nevada. Right. So um, what's Biden's at two sixty four right now, isn't he? Yeah, he just needs Nevada to finish in his way, and he he'll he'll hit two seventy right now because they already right. gave him Wisconsin and Michigan. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's so unfavorable for the Democrats because you get California at fifty or whatever it's at. You get Illinois at 20. Um, you get New York at 29. That's already almost 100. Yeah. And then on top of that, the whole Northeast with New Jersey at 14, um, and then you add up the rest of the Northeast is like another 30. Everything besides Maine, I think. Yeah, Maine's always... They split it up into like two districts. It's like there's one that gives three, and there's another that gives one, just like how Nebraska has four districts. There's a two, a one, and a one. Yeah, there's a couple of them that do that. You never know. You might we might see a tie at like two sixty nine, and then the yeah. the house decides the president. Yeah. So who knows? That could be crazy. Yeah, we'll have more information on it next week. Um, until then, we will wish you a good weekend. Enjoy yeah. your sports. Um, whatever you're gonna do this weekend, stay safe. Wash your hands. Um, New Jersey, they actually just passed a new law, a new state law. Or what, legal state weed? man. Well, yeah, the weed, Let's go. Mar- marijuana is now officially legal in New Jersey. Um, you can smoke it in your houses now and nobody will care. Um, what else I was going to say? Fuck. Um, oh, yeah, next week is our 50th episode, 50 milestone. Um, can't believe we made it this far. Honestly, it's crazy. But yeah, until then, see you guys later. Take care.